by my bed Folded hands and tilted head I thank the Lord for my water and my bread Thankful to be a part of God's flock of chosen sheep Waking from my slumber while the world is still asleep Freedom loving Good evening, family. How is everybody doing today? Hope you all had an absolutely beautiful day. 
nice and rainy here. Apparently, we're going to be getting a lot of wind, some thunderstorms, possible hail, maybe some tornadoes. I don't know. I guess we'll see here in a couple of hours, but show will be over before then. Um, it's going to be a good show tonight. This is kind of a last minute uh, topic we had. I was talking to uh, my brother, Jay Wu. You guys may know Jay Wu. Um, and we're discussing some kind of important things. What we call this one, uh, what is a family in Christ? And it's going to be a, a good conversation. We're going to go through some news first, but this is kind of important, the importance right now of family. Um, we often, during these times, we get war-torn. Let's face it. Every single one of us here gets war-torn. We get war fatigue. Um, even with God on our side, you know, the world's weight just kind of falls on us. And and sometimes we retreat. I'm, I am guilty of this like crazy. I'll come on this show. I'll retreat all day long. And, uh, you know, every now and then I just get that courage to reach out and be like, hey, guys, will you please pray for me? You know, and and first, you know, we always need to remember that we need to reach out and ask people to pray for us. But we also need to open up our eyes and start praying for people before they ask us to. We are family. We know each other so well. We start noticing when people are acting different, when they're becoming more aloof, when they're not here for a little bit. That's when we start needing to pray for them without them asking. So we're going to go ahead and get into the episode. We're going to begin with a prayer once I get in with our intro. Kilted Christian, episode 554, What is a Family in Christ? Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. For those of you that did not get a chance to say hello to in the opening, God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope you guys go back and get to watch uh, you know, last night's episode. Definitely check out the last 30 minutes. It was just, it's cool, just the excitement of what you run into, how scripture connects. And last night was a, a really fun episode. Um, I, I was, it, I could not sleep last night. I could not sleep. I, I had that Holy Spirit running through me. I, it was, it's like a quadruple espresso. That's, that's what God is. Um, in many ways, when he, you just get that spirit, it wires you out. So we got two guests on tonight. We've got a Jay Wu, and all the way from the front yard trailer, we got Nathan Moonwolf. How you doing, everyone? <laughs> all right. So we'll go ahead and we'll say hello to uh, Jay Wu, and then we'll say hello to Nathan. We'll get into a little bit of news. Jay Wu, brother, I am blessed to have you here. Um, thank you for joining us. Like I said, we have been kind of chatting throughout the day um, on an important topic, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Um, but we've also got some pretty cool plans going forward as well. Um, so before we get into the news and the conversation, real quick, um, why don't you let everybody know what you've got planned for Saturday? Um, and then we'll kind of give a quick little discussion about that. With you know, our, our brother Eric last night and um, it, it and through that talk, it really came to like, I had an idea. And then this morning in our prayer group, you know, we talked a lot about some, a whole lot of good stuff. Well, kind of about our subject matter this evening. And um, it kind of hit me last night, early this morning that uh, like you, I didn't really sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I really think that there's a, a need for some good quality family time and conversation. Yes. So um, this Saturday, and we'll see how it goes, and maybe we'll make it a, a every week thing. Um, but I just want to do a, a campfire conversation where we just, we sit back and we talk, and we let, well, hey, Jim, we let um, the Spirit lead us in our conversation. And and I, and I want to call it like a, 
looks like Jim's going to join us. Um, I want to have it be like a church service, but where there's no sermon per se, but where the conversation is deeply rooted in the spirit and we have good godly conversations about whatever, wherever the spirit leads. How are you I'm good. You want to you want to put your ears no, on? I can do that. I'd... <laughs> yeah, that's it's an important your, thing. Oh, so I didn't want to get. Well, way. it's actually his show. It's Duncan's show. Oh, well, I didn't want to get his way. But you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, we're 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 loving that. This is like a bonus. <laughs> you're an honored guest. <laughs> but yeah, so this is important. You know this this discussion. Like I said, we talked about it earlier. Um, you told me you know what your plan was, and I kind of had something I'd been talking to Nathan about. You know, possibly. At some point, once a week, I'm going to a church and running a live Kilted Christian show from a church and having mm. my microphone on, a guest microphone on, and then a mobile mic running through the church so that people can literally be part of our conversation. Um, mm. You know, asking questions, um, being able to answer those, and just having, like you said, kind of a, a Christian roundtable discussion, which brings people into the conversation. I love that because I get, I get a lot from listening to sermons. I get a lot from reading scripture, but I get so much more from carrying on conversations because, you know, the Bible as well written as it is, um, sometimes it's difficult for people to, to read and understand immediately where someone who is scriptured, weathered in scripture, understands it can give you an analogy that may, um, give you that eureka moment of something that you didn't see before. And I love the conversation, um, because we all have a lot of questions and I can't tell you how many times I've literally sat in a church. The preacher said something and I'm fighting myself not to raise my hand because I want to ask a question. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about, you know, what you're talking about, like a fireside chat um, is doing something like that. And I think it would be a great thing to do, um, you know, like I said, once a week, maybe on a Saturday or something like that, where people can come join. But then we will open up the Zoom link, uh, maybe in like one of our telegrams so that you guys can get the, the Zoom link and literally join us on the show so that you yeah. can be here with us. We can have these conversations and talk about some of the things that that you're going through. Some people just need to come on and vent and have people, you know, kind of talk to them and just let them know God's here for them. But nonetheless, um, God is the ultimate healer. God is the one that we rely on. But God also utilizes us for important things like unifying with one another. We we seek strength from God, but sometimes God's like, that's one of the reasons that I gave you family is because I can, you know. We can share the strength, you know, people coming together talking about God, which is always puts a smile on my face. Um, you know what I'm saying? But that's the beauty is that God, does he need us? No, but he uses us, which is such an honor. You know what I'm saying? And one of those things, like I said, is, is the unity and the brotherhood and the family that we have as followers of Christ, because we're all on the same page. We all agree on the most important thing in the entire world. We've all made the same most important decision in our life which is accepting Christ into our hearts. You know what I'm saying? What a better, you, you know what I'm saying? Like we can carry on any conversation when it comes to that because we're on the same page. Amen. And and yeah, I, I totally agree. And and that's one of the blessings for me having Jim in my life is I have a pretty pretty knowledgeable guy around yes. that's very helpful when it comes to biblical questions. It just life in general questions because he has a lot of experience that uh i have been really blessed to have. yeah i still want to do the the jeff and jim show i'm literally <laughs> gonna i'm gonna mute my mic out i'm just gonna sit back and be like all right this is gonna be the best show ever <laughs> talk about some holy spirit some heavenly father and talking about salvation you know what i'm saying like that that would be 
I, I would pay lots of money for that conversation. Right. And oh, Miss Kitty says hello, by the way, Jim. Oh, hi, Miss Kitty. And um and and also um lose my train of thought. It's been a day. I, yeah, um, I said that earlier. I'm like, I'll get it, Kevin. <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, family oh, it's sharing the burdens, um, sharing each other's burdens. And and I think that's one of the beauties of of this kind of family and Christ's example is where you put everyone before yourself and so when you sense a, sense someone withdrawing or having an issue um like you and I were talking about earlier today um I have a hard time asking for prayer myself and yeah. if I get to a point I will ask but I also feel like it's it's our responsibility to tune into that because we are so closely tied to just um pray for each other yeah. and uh you know and love on each other and it's okay to, to share your burden with the rest and it's okay Amen. to share you know if you need prayer or you want you just need someone to talk to just reach out you know Amen. you have a great family here who loves you we're part of the body of christ and we're part of one another amen you know remember if you think about a body you know the biblical example your toe is just as important as your as your head you know yeah. and uh, your toe and your head are all part of the same thing. Amen. You know, I always claim I'm the butthole. In the <laughs> <laughs> that, be that. Didn't, didn't God say something about being humble? That's pretty humble. <laughs> we, need place, we need a place to get rid of gas. Right? <laughs> hey, you know, yep, yeah, the, the body's going to get full of crap. I'm not around. I, I, feel, I feel like this world's getting filled with the same thing, um, sadly. Um, you know, so we're going to go over just a little bit of news um, and then we're going to kind of carry on out conversation just about the importance of what is a family in Christ and the importance of, of unifying. So Nathan, it's good to see you. And Jim, I'm so thankful that you were here with us. So we're going to shorten the news tonight, just go through some of it. There's a lot of things right now that are happening and it's important. And the things that I'm going to be playing for you are these are examples of, of what are we fighting today? You know, we're, we're fighting. Um, we're not fighting a war of flesh we're fighting a war of spirit you know what i'm saying and, and we're seeing this happen more and more and the devil has infiltrated in so many ways and i'm and i'm watching people being affected by this and it's just it's mind-blowing it just makes me want to get out and do my job even more the problem is that you know we're, we're doing a lot of plead, uh, seed planting right now which is absolutely important but you also get into a lot of arguments because you know unlike any other time in history people were arguing trying to convince you that god's not real you know, and I ask them, what are you getting out of trying to convince me God's not real? Because I'm telling you what you're going to get out of me telling you God is real. You know what I'm saying? You, If you listen to what I'm telling you, you have a shot at salvation by accepting Christ in your heart. If I'm listening to you, you know what I'm saying? I can end up in eternal hell, you know, by, by following that whole thing. So I'm watching, you know, it's expanding more and more and more. And this right here, sadly... It's probably the saddest example of what we're facing right now. So I apologize to you guys. This literally came out of Katie Porter's mouth. She is California Democrat Congresswoman Katie Porter. This is the, the most evil thing that we're fighting right now. Listen to this. The allegation of groomer and pedophile, it is alleging that a person is criminal somehow and engaged in criminal acts merely because of, of their identity, um, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Um, so. This is clearly prohibited under Twitter's content, yet... So she is trying to tell you that there's nothing wrong with the pedophile lifestyle, that there's nothing criminal about it, 
and the people that are that are really the ones that are the problem are the people like us that are calling them out for what it is. Mm. Um, we were called conspiracy theorists not even a year or two ago. You know, we were talking about this stuff and what's happening with the trafficking around the world. Just people don't realize what's happening. We're paying taxes. A lot of our tax money is funding some of the most nefarious things taking place on this earth. And, and that's the scary thing if you think about it, because our government certainly isn't using it to feed the veterans. Matter of fact, I got a great example of that right now. There was a vote today on um, funding the VA. Not one Democrat voted to fund the VA. Wow. Zero. Zero Democrats voted to fund our VA. Um, I told you an example yesterday about kids in school that had their trays of food right in front of them. And the teachers noticed that the kids were behind on their payments or their family was. So what did they do? They walked over, grabbed the trays and dumped their food in the garbage can. So, you know, when I asked a question last night, are you recouping your money by dumping it in the garbage can? Why didn't you just let the kid eat it? It would have gone to a better place. Um, but meanwhile, we're also funding or paying taxes to fund all the immigration that's coming in here. And we don't even know what that's all about, you know, so it's, it's becoming worse and worse and worse. And then this, like I said, was the worst of it all is they're trying to normalize one of the most grotesque things in the world. Jesus, they literally, Jesus literally talked about the millstones, you know what I'm saying? Or they talked about, you know, millstones around the neck, um, corrupting a child. Well, there's no worse corruption of a child than this. And, you know, so this is what we're fighting against right now. You know what I'm saying? If if that spirit of the Lord isn't enough to get up and involved in this fight, it should be at least to preserve the innocence of the children, which Christ also asked us to do. We need to protect the widowers. We need to protect those that can't help themselves. We need to protect the orphans. We need to protect the innocence of the children. It all begins with the children. If children know who Christ is from the moment they're born through their life, we're not going to be in the mess that we're in right now. You know, um, it's sad to see, but, you know, each generation, it's like God is not, it's not that God's not present, but people are reaching out to God less each generation. Gen X had a lot of Christians in there, but as you've gotten into these new generations, they're straying so far away because they're caught in the carnal mind. They're listening, you know, because who has control of our soul? God does. Who has control of our heart? God does. The devil goes after your brain. He goes after your thoughts. And that's the problem now is that's the beauty of, of having that relationship with Christ is because our brain automatically goes, something isn't right about this. You know what I'm saying? Or this isn't right. Our, our, that spirit, God lets us know good from bad, moral from immoral. But these children today, since they don't have God in their lives and not seeking him, are so susceptible to being brainwashed, even on a psychological level, much less when you get into the spiritual thing, because the demons seem to be more and more active around this world right now. And it's, um, it's, it's scary. We knew this day, these days were coming. The signs are out there, <clears throat> but as we said, on one of the shows the other week, you know, is it important to know what's happening in the world? Absolutely. But God doesn't want us wanting us focusing on the chaos in the world as much as the glory within God. You know what I'm saying? So Definitely keep an idea and, and an eye out for what's happening in the world, but you, we need to focus on that grace, the mercy, and the love of, that God gives us more than anything because God wants us to focus on love, happiness, joy, you know what I'm saying, our salvation, but he wants us to focus on, on good, beautiful things, not fear. I mean, it's mentioned over and over in scripture, fear not, let go of the anxieties. These are things that the devil puts into our lives to absolutely distract us and, and to keep us not focused where we need to focus on.
So we've got a big fight ahead of us. And it's sad though, is that even things like pedophilia are becoming just absolutely open in the media. Um, the, uh, FBI has now put up a new thing on their website, um, talking about, uh, basically stealing and how theft has jumped up uh, dramatically in this world. So what do we have over here is all the pictures of real white people. Every single picture that they have of people stealing anything from any stores are nothing but white people. So the division keeps on moving forward, um, which is why we need to really rate, rate, rate this division. Jim. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you just said get up from there. Okay. Um, well, something that came up for me though, and I want to just backtrack a little. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the pedophile thing. Mm -hmm. They act like people are born pedophiles, like they say the same thing about gay folks. Um, and pedophiles are made through pedophilia. Yeah, they are. Later, they're, they're groomed. Exactly, they're hundred percent. And and so saying something like that, like they identify this way, is is sickening to me because they're manufactured by other pedophiles, and and that is the one thing that keeps me from just wanting to drop one when I see one. If I know, you know, my instinct is you're going down, mm -hmm. but I know what they've been subjected to. See, you know, I, you see, and that's the thing. Um, you know, what is what does God want us to do? Hate the sin. Mm -hmm. love the center and that's the thing too is when you're dealing and you brought up a really good point and i'm glad that you brought it up is that um these people have often been groomed into it you know many of these people don't know the any they don't know any difference you know what i'm saying because they've literally been taught this their entire lives um obviously if that's what they have around their lives it's, it's kind of like me why did i get so much into all the things scotland because it was around me why did I get into soccer? Because it was around me. You know what I'm saying? Like we get influenced by things that are around us. Um, and like you said, you're certainly not born that way. No. That it's not, yeah. And it becomes a struggle. Like for someone like me who was molested, um, you know, and thankfully I never had any of those tendencies. Yes. And, and um, I, I believe that was God's influence uh, because I was also um taught about jesus very early in my life and i i had the wherewithal to say no and yeah. and you know and it wasn't a situation where i was captive or it was forced on me all the time every day by exactly people so you know i'm in that regard i'm very fortunate because it was a neighbor whose kid i was a friend with now they they had two adopted children and those are the ones that suffered that every day yeah and we're still they were adopted so they didn't even know their real parents and and it kind of speaks into that you know what the cps does with with kids and and stuff like that you know mm -hmm. those kids were put in a home with with pedophiles see that's the problem is that they're pulling them away from like legitimate families um i had some people on our show that literally had their kids taken away because the neighbors called cps why they were Republicans. They were Trump supporters. And they ended up getting the finger pointed at them. We're talking, I think we're up to nine years later, all their kids, eight of them, still not with them. And the CPS ends up putting them often in the situations that they're claiming they're pulling them away from. Um, once again, the government temple needs to fall completely. It needs to be rebuilt, restored. Um, and then a lot of provisions added within our constitution and amendments to make sure that some of the things that our forefathers didn't account upon are fixed. The things that we're seeing right here today. Um, right here today, speaking of today, 
there are American citizens have been detained at the U.S. border after a legal hunting trip into Mexico. So I'm looking right here. I think there's like 15 people sitting inside of a cage at the Mexico border. Americans just trying to get home. And we've got, what, eight, 20 million or something over the last three years of, of immigrants right across the, the, walking right across there. So these guys had proper identification, proof that they're from America, proof that they were on a legal hunting trip and are being detained right now down in Mexico border. Um, they, chose, they chose the wrong entrance. Yeah, exactly. Two-tier justice system. Um, speaking of that, let's stop for a moment and get into a little prayer. I meant to pray here at the beginning of the show, but there's no wrong time to pray. and We've got some praying to do real quick. Um, there's a fire right now that's down in Texas. Um, this fire is on the uh, northern west or northeastern side of Texas. Conley's family's right in that area, and a bunch of other people that we know that are in our family are right in that area. So we're going to do a quick little prayer, um, and then we'll get back to the show. So everybody, please bow their heads. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another beautiful day. You've given us so many blessings, and one of the great blessings, dear Lord, are all the people that are coming together in prayer. And I saw a miracle firsthand earlier as we sat down and prayed for the people that are in the way of this fire, asking for the winds to turn, and within um, five minutes— of that prayer, I got the, the text saying that the winds have turned. So, Father, thank you for protecting the families that we know. But, dear Lord, I ask that you protect the families that we don't know. Um, even though the winds have changed away from that direction, that just means they're moving in another direction and the fire's all over the place. And I don't know if this was natural or nefarious, Father, but I know you know. So I ask, dear Lord, that you just put that fire out, let the rains come down, do whatever you can to protect all those people in the way, all the farms, all the cattle and everything that are in the way of this fire. Father, I also ask that you just lay your hands on our brother, uh, Ezra Snow, who's going through some problems right now, um, health issues with a blood clot. Um, he was in the hospital last I heard. I'm hoping that he's at home right now. But Father, I just ask that you lay your healing hands right on top of him. Pull those clots out. Let him get back on his feet, right back into this battle. He is a great warrior, a great brother. We love them with all of our heart, dear Lord. We know that you're going to watch after him. And eventually, dear Lord, instead of praying for that miracle, I'm going to thank you for that miracle because I know it's coming. Father, we love you with all of our hearts, and we are so blessed to have you in our lives. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, we pray. Amen. 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 Yeah, I meant to start the show with that. Yeah. Um, um, do you mind if uh, Jim says something? Oh, absolutely, please. I don't like, I don't usually advertise books and I don't recommend them when I'm teaching the Bible. But you fellas need the book called God's War, written by an unknown man named Scheidbach. It's on Amazon. And this will tell you how. Christian people can move on the government. Oh, that, that sounds like a book I need to read. Yeah. Especially if it says it's not time to throw rocks. <laughs> well, it, listen, he, he, he'll take you through some very important parts of your, of your relationship with Christ. He talks about the circumcision of the spirit, a very important piece of work, but he, he points out to you that we have the power to change these things, we have the power. That's true. The other, Very true. The other reason the other side is violent is because we're already winning the war against them. We need to turn on the power. That's this book will tell you how to get some power. Um, how do you spell that last one? We got somebody in the chat asking. Oh, it's a crazy name. It's S C H E I D B A C H. Perfect. Scheidbach. Perfect. And, uh, after the show, um, Jay Wu, if you wouldn't mind, after the show, if you can find that on Amazon, send me, text me the link, 
and I will make sure to link it in our brothers in the Bible and our uh, Kilted Christian um, Telegram. I'll do it right now. Awesome, awesome. That that's great. That's definitely a book that I need to read. We, uh, my mom and I, have these discussions every day, and she's kind of old school and and just never. To, you know, to, to her, everything that's happening right now is, is very new um, because we were taught to trust our media for so long. And they did a really good job for generations, although the evil was still working amongst the governments. It was harder to see. They hit it. Um, they, they did a better job of keeping it concealed. Well, today, the scary part, they've got nothing to lose. So they have no reason to hide this stuff anymore. Everything is just so blatantly in front of our face that it's hard not to see the deception within our mainstream media, within our governments and so forth. So people are waking up, um, but they're waking up with a lot of questions. And I think this book right here is a good one to answer these questions because, um, well, let's face it, pretty chaotic times right now. And uh, I definitely don't want to go after the government in any other way than a godly way. And if I was to do it my way, swords would be drawn, rocks would be thrown, and God has not said that yet. He, matter of fact, he says quite frequently – Keep the rocks in your pocket. It's not time for that yet. Um, Apparently, there's a video game called God War also. No, really? Is it God War or God of War? It, well, there's that too, but no. I think it's, it, well, the, the front of the book says God War, but I always thought it was God's War. But Okay. Awesome. We'll definitely be checking that. Matter of fact, it's, I'll it's it's do a show about it. At, and <laughs> I think it'll help you. Uh, you know, this battle is not a new battle. No, sir. And we need to look and see how others have fought it and how they won it. Um, these these people are wicked. It is God's word. We're fighting. We're fight. We're fighting something much bigger than people. We are. See, our war is again. You know, we battle. What's it say? We battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the heavenly places. You know, my one of my favorite subjects is the mess up, fess up. <laughs> and as you were talking, of course, I immediately thought of it. But we're teaching people that they are to confess their wrong thoughts to God. In other words, they're to fight the battle in the mind. You fight your battle, your personal battle against evil, you fight in the mind. When you have a bad thought, you say, Lord, that's wrong. Thank you that I'm forgiven. And then and sometimes you get them 10 to 15 or 20 of them a minute. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but but you keep messing, doing your mess up fess ups, and you'll actually walk down through life in the spirit of God. Well, I like the term of that because I have to mess up, fess up um, quite often. And I'm not like, you know, thinking ill or anything like that, but those thoughts cross my mind. Like I'll see a Schumer or Pelosi talking about their evil <laughs> stuff. And then I'm like, you know, man, if those people were removed from this earth, we wouldn't have this problem. Sorry, God, I did not mean that. I mean to pray for the, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like I said, I've got a great heart. Um, I just love humanity. I love people and it gets hard seeing the tyranny. Um, and then you, know, you just got to remind yourself righteous anger. Righteous, righteous anger, anger. Yes. you know, um, so, and I've become so good about that. Like I can literally, Jim, I can pray for my enemies now. And I used to, t I used to always tell everybody, pray for your enemies. It's so important.
but I would pray for my enemies. And then I would say, God, will you please let me legitimately mean what I just prayed for? <laughs> um, but now I can, I can sincerely pray for those enemies. <laughs> God wants honest prayers. I prayed with a woman once and she said, God, I know you won't test me beyond what I can bear, but would you please submit me for a reappraisal? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you, I, I love you because you, you know, you're just, you're an amazing person. You know, your scripture, but I love your sense of humor too. Well, you know, that was an honest prayer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well then I guess mine are okay. Cause I, I often just pray that they, and listen, it's all right to holler at him sometimes. Who? God. Oh yeah. He, oh yes. Um, I never do, but. Oh I, no. I holler at him every once in a while. <laughs> you know, I remember that in the Bible, Jacob is wrestling with God. And this is in 38th chapter of Genesis. And he says, I will not let you go until you give me a blessing. <laughs> I think we need to copy that. I think we need to have that same fervor. <laughs> exactly. <our> <laughs> making, making demands from God. Oh, absolutely. Did he also leave sort them out if, he, if it doesn't fit? It's, and my mother, my mother used to say, "He, God answers your prayers four ways." He says yes. He says no. He says wait a while. He says you got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, that's the beauty too. Is that you know, God's the patient one. Yeah. We're the impatient ones, you know, and then and then on top of that, we're like, That's God, why haven't you answered my prayer? And God's like, I so answered your prayer. You were just too dumb to notice that I answered your prayer. You know, like I asked God, God, give me courage. And I'm expecting like to just wake up and be the bravest man in the world. But instead, what does God do? He gives me tribulations and trials in my life so I can build that courage. You know what I'm saying? It's like I gave you what you wanted. You just, he, he loves you so much. Exactly. I just expect God to be like, I'm not a genie, Joseph. I'm not a genie. I'm God. I answer prayers. I don't answer your wishes. <laughs> but I'm um, DJ Shaw found that book on Barnes and Noble also. And it is God's war. There's just a very small apostrophe S. Okay. <laughs> the apostrophe, we, we talked the other night, the apostrophe is always important. It's the difference between. Uh, well, that's a comma. What's that? The oh, the comma. Yeah, the yeah. comma. That's right. The comma is the most important thing. <laughs> it's the difference between let's eat grandpa or let's eat grandpa. It's a big difference right there. You know, um, the comma is important. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Oxford comma. In the Oxford comma. I, I, mean, I'm, I prefer them. People are like, what don't you use a comma in? I'm like, hi, comma, great, comma, two, comma, see you, comma. <laughs> I, I do tend to overuse a comma. Well, Jesus, Jesus referred to the jot and tittle which were the smallest characters in the Hebrew language. Yeah. And he says they will not pass away. Yeah, he placed that much, uh, that much importance on the Bible that it's a perfect, perfect communication. No, absolutely. You know, we, we've a uh, last couple of shows we've been talking about just, you know, cause I, I'm relatively new Christian here. Um, you know, there's many weathered Christians. I have been a Christian um, focused Christian for the last six years you know, so I'm still really kind of embracing and I still have so many, what I call Eureka moments where I see something in Old Testament that lines up with something in New Testament. And I'm like, how can anybody claim that Jesus wasn't mentioned in Old School Testament and, and now new and everything lines up like it was so beautifully written. And I've never read a book. You give me any book, I will find errors in that book. Scripture? 
mm, different story. It's so perfectly written. And and then occasion I'm like, wait a minute, that contradicts something. And then you go and you literally do what you're supposed to do, you know, read what's before it, what's after. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, I was wrong. Sorry to question your word. Um, <laughs> but uh, 44 men wrote 66 books mm -hmm. over a period of 4,000 years. Yeah. That book today can be taken into any culture and understood. That's amazing. No. Any, it can go into any culture and be understood. Mm -hmm. it can be to, and, it can be, and it can speak to people. It spoke to people 5,000 years ago, and it's speaking to people now. And what a mark. And you can look, you can go through the library. You can't find another book like it. No. No book has had the power that that book has had since it's w was created not one book has the influence that that book has especially all these years later i mean think about it you know jesus died on the cross to forgive people for their sins but us thousands of years later you know what i'm saying like i mean it's just it's remarkable how long everything has been in work um and like I said, you know, it's one thing I love um, are the people that go into scripture and try to, I'm going to prove that this book is nothing but history. And then they come out going, sorry, God, I am. And then they end up becoming some of your greatest Christians. I've got so many examples of that, um, you know. And already scholarly because they've read so hard in the Bible trying to find something to just debunk it. Totally. That they end up knowing it as well. You know, we, we always say, too, is that, you know, so many people that have a great grasp on, on scripture. But no one has a greater grasp in scripture than the most evil thing that's on this earth, Satan. Satan knows the Bible better than anybody that is in this show right now. He's lived it. He's walked it. He's, he knows it um, thousands of years, um, which is why it, it makes the deception that he's putting through so much more difficult because he knows those little subtleties in order to distract you or pull you away for a moment or, or to get you for that one temporarily lacks of your faith to make you question your faith you know it's pretty it's sad and scary but when you question your faith remember the man in the new testament that said i believe help thou my unbelief mm -hmm. god will god gives you god will give you all the faith that you will ask him for. oh yeah you know, he'll just pour it on you absolutely and that's the that's the one thing that i love too is that you know because we all i mean even some of your, your preachers that have been around forever that have known Christianity and God forever will have a day of that lapse of faith. But one thing that I've learned on those days, then you reach out to God and God, please, you know, fill me back up with that faith. You end up strengthening your faith. You know what I'm saying? So what seems like a temporary lapse in your faith ultimately ends up being something that makes you stronger in the long run. You know, so I, so I feel like God does that. He puts these things into your life and he's like, you know, I know you say you've got faith, but I'm going to, test it real quick, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, same thing with the trials and the tribulations. Like I never get upset about it. You know, I may go, God, Oh, come on. Why are you putting this into my life? Like you said, sometimes you gotta, you know, do a little yelling. Um, but the thing is though, is that God knows in my heart that I'm not really yelling. I'm just upset. I always end up laughing when I'm done just to let him know, God, you know, I'm just venting. <laughs> He loves you. He, he does. And I'm so grateful for that because it was a time in my life that I did not deserve that love. You know what? I don't think I still deserve that love. No, you don't but deserve I, the But love. I appreciate it. But um, you're supposed to appropriate it by faith. You're to take it. Exactly. Don't, don't turn it down. 
Never. You know, we, we were saying on the show um, a couple days ago is that, or, or, or excuse me, last week is that, um, you know, if I was to go into heaven and they were to go, Joseph, why are you worthy of coming into heaven? My answer would be, I'm not. And I'm so grateful that Christ died on that cross that I even have the remote chance to sit here and have this conversation with you in order to, you know, receive my reward in heaven. You know, and, and we all need to, to remember that, you know, um, trust in Christ. Um, we, we, we're not capable of anything but trouble on our own, period. Mm. You leave me on my own. If I didn't have God in my lives, I would more than likely either be dead or in prison right now because I would have been throwing rocks at the White House, um, you know. But but God has has calmed me down, put the family into my life, removed the poison from my life, and He makes sure that you know I, I do have that strength around me, which is kind of what we're going to conversation we're going into the importance of having that strength around you. But we go through a couple more. I'm going to play a couple of clips real quick. Once again, um, the world is changing in a major way. So Fox News went around and uh, was interviewing. Democrats, period, asking them what they think of Biden. Listen to this. And I apologize. I don't think there's any curse. What's well, on Fox? I think that there's no words in here, but check this out. Who's this? I don't know. Who is that? Nikki Haley. Look, I get Kamala Harris. I know she's a black woman. <laughs> well, that's very astute of you. It's Black History Month, right? Let me not be mean to what's her name? Camilla. There you go. You know who it is. So what's her job? To help give my money away to migrants. Vice president. <laughs> That's the title anyway. What do you mean by that? She doesn't actually do anything. You don't like her. Sweetheart, nobody likes her. Oh, bless your heart. How does she make you feel? I feel like she's looking at me right now and I feel like a little like nervous. If she can make it to the top, anyone can. The only reason that I don't want Joe Biden to die is if he does, we get stuck with her. Joe Biden's <laughs> gonna be fine. So these were these are all Democrats. Every one of these people that just said that are all Democrats. They're so over Biden. And I, we said it before, you know, and this is one big conversation I've had over and over and over again. Why did God, you know, did God allow Biden in the office? Well, yeah, God did. God, God is in control of everything. He allows all the electors to be in and we may not like it. We may not understand it, but nobody is waking people up quicker than Joe Biden is right now. Nobody is. Um, people are starting to wake up and see the evil in this world. I'm seeing people come to Christianity to reach out to Jesus in droves. People reaching out in prayer that literally I have to stop going, did you just ask me to pray for you? That's awesome. Um, the thing is, though, you know, there was a time where it kind of broke my heart seeing all the people asking for prayer. But then I stopped and I'm like, wait a minute. You know what they're praying for is heartbreaking, but they're reaching out in prayer. And that's the most beautiful thing ever. You know what I'm saying? That means that they that means that they are putting their faith in the Lord Almighty. So it's actually a, a beautiful thing um, when you look at the big picture. Um, you know, people are waking up. People are going to end up uh, ultimately going in and voting for Trump. Um, later on in this video, they actually talk about that. We're not voting for Biden. At the very least, they said either we're not voting, period, or we're voting for Trump. So go ahead, Nick. I do have something to say about nobody. So, yeah. I mean, nobody is waking up the people better than Biden. And nobody's also beaten Nikki Haley, pretty bad too. Yeah. So nobody's getting around right now. No. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nobody's doing a pretty good job right now. Um. You know, Nikki Haley falls right into that whole evil cabal. Um. People are waking up to it. They're waking up to the government corruption. People look at the news. 
look at the, the, the ratings in the news right now is falling so fast because people are done. They're no longer trusting in any of them. Hannity, all of them. Doesn't matter. Boom. Ratings are dropping. Where are they going? They're coming to shows like ours. They're coming to independent journalists and they're coming into shows talking about God. They're going to a different source for their information. This is what we've been waiting for. Like I said, is, you know, the most important part is that they find God, but you've got to wake up first. And I think, you know, one is going to lead them into the other. So that's where we come in. We've got a job to do. You know, God doesn't want us sitting on our hands. I don't hand to the devil's tool. God wants us up actively doing some work right now. And while these people are waking up, the, the great awakening, whatever you want to call it, while they're waking up to the evils in this world, that's our job. Plant that seed. Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Don't miss your opportunity. Um, so then I've got a couple more things and we'll get into our conversation. Um, where is it? Oh, yeah. So New York Times disclosed yesterday that the CIA, the CIA built 12 secret spy bases in Ukraine, waging a shadow war against the Russian for the past decade. So they finally coming out and admitted this right now, as well as busted a bunch of people for money laundering over to Ukraine, like $40 million dollars. Meanwhile, uh, Schumer has been sitting on the HR2 bill, has been sitting on Schumer's desk for 292 days. This right here is that bill that would take care of some of these border issues. They're fighting right now to keep our government open. I hope the government closes. Yes. Close the government. No government Me is too. better than what we got right now. Me too. Um, so what's happening, though, is is... Our guys on our side, well, I don't really say they're on our side because I really don't trust much of the GOP either, are saying, well, we're not going to sign this bill unless we can get our border stuff in. And Schumer and those guys are over here going, well, we're not going to sign that bill unless you send $80 million over to Israel and Ukraine. Um, you know, so there's this battle right now. We don't need to take care of other people right now. We need to take care of our people right here in our own country. There's plenty of love to go around right here, people that are in need. Um, so we're just watching this this game being played right now, and it's going to get scary and scary because meanwhile, more and more immigrants are coming over. The question is, why are they here? Um, why are they coming over? They tell us that they're over here seeking a good life, a better life. And you know what? I'm not going to say that's not true for some of them. I'm going to say it's 1%. The rest of them are coming over here either to get free stuff or their sleeper cells waiting to be activated, you know what I'm saying, for that internal war. And, you know, you can't. You can't invade our country traditionally. You have to be insurgents. You have to like sneak into the country and wait for your go call. America, this country is filled with so many guns. What's going to happen when you see Russians parachuting out of the sky? You know what I'm saying? It's not something that's going to go over well. People will be taking them out in the sky. You got to sneak in here. And this is what's going to happen. So the big cities are going to be seeing the big part of this. Um, then we got the... All the weird stuff um, right now that are about the eclipse. So we've been talking a lot about the weird signs and the eclipse. Literally, it enters down in Jonah, Texas. Jonah. It goes through Nineveh, 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 Nineveh. Like eight different Ninvas crossing this country. That's pretty astounding. We got some constellations supposed to be above us, which is the whale constellation. A lot of these little things are lying up. And I'm hoping that this is like God, just like Nineveh, um, where Jonah went there to get the people to repent. Um and he kind of went and did kind of a half-butt job. Like I always say, he's like, all right, repent, repent, repent. I'm going to go up on this mountain and watch you guys be destroyed. And God's like, nope, not today because the king repented and all they repented because I was working in their hearts before he even got there, Jonah. I mean, I'm hoping that that's what God's doing now is giving us 
that last chance. He's given us too many chances. He's given us more chances than we deserve. But I'm thinking, this, I'm hoping this is another chance for people just to to get on their knees, find Christ, um, repent for what they've done. Um, before we walk into these end times, we don't know when that time is. Christ doesn't know when that time is. Remember, it's not Christ the one that says, I'm done building your house in heaven. It's the Father that makes that decision. The Father's like, okay, you are done. Now go collect your bride. We don't know when that time is, you know, saying, so let's let's work in the meantime. Let's do what we can, spread that gospel from nation to nation. But um, the weird thing right now is I told you about 26 schools so far that have already that are already going to be closed on April 8th when we have that eclipse. That's pretty weird. You know, I, I asked myself why they call it it's an emergency um, declaration or something like that. We can't predict the weather two weeks out. How can we predict something a month and 10 days out? Makes no sense. So today um, I went through and I verified a bunch of these, not all of them, but a bunch of them. Um, news stations and different local um, news sources are putting out um, these little things right now telling you what you need in order to prepare. And they said to be prepared by April 1st. They were like, you need to make sure you've got food, gas in your cars. You make sure, you know, um, that you have uh, like water in your house. Like literally they're, they're giving you a step-by-step -step guide of what you need to do to prepare for April 8th. They said it's important that you're done by April 1st. Um, and then one of the, you know, so I went digging further. They're trying to say, well, we're just expecting a lot of tourists. <laughs> um, okay. What does that have to do with make sure that you guys have communication plans in case your cell phones don't work? It's so weird. That they're literally trying to convince you that this is all about tourism. We're just trying to get you ready. And then in the same thing, it says, make sure you have communication plans in case your cell phone doesn't work. What do they know is coming? Is this fear mongering? What do you think? Well, am I stocking up on food because they're all coming to my house for dinner? Oh, <laughs> exactly. For Christians, is we will have to give our food away to those who need it. And I 100% will. I've literally been, I've been stocking up for the last um, six by years. Stocking up, we'll have something to give them. Exactly. I stocked up not just for myself, but for others. My mom always jokes like, what are we going to do with all these rice and beans? <laughs> I'm like, there's going to be a point where you don't ask me that question any longer. <laughs> I'm going to be sharing with our neighbors. That's what I'm going to be doing. Um, canned hamburger. Yeah, exactly. We buy canned hamburger. Well, and you can can it yourself too. Which... Yeah, spam. Guys, get Not back in the eating spam. Right. <laughs> you don't need leftovers. <laughs> so, Jim, I'm going to ask you a question that I've been asked this multiple times. Um, so one thing that I've been really big on here, I mean, obviously, Christian show first. Um, but I do talk a lot about the importance of preparation, having your water, having your food, you know, getting those things ready in case you need them. If you don't give them to the homeless, if you don't end up needing it, but it's good to have it so that you can help yourself and your family and others. But they're like, well, if you're a true Christian and you have true faith in Christ, wouldn't you just trust in him? Why do you need the prep? And my response to them is like, well, you know, I feel like Jesus is kind of getting us ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how he's going to make sure that we have what we need. You know what I'm saying? Is is putting it into our hearts to make sure that we're ready. How do you feel about that, Jim? Well, I think we definitely should prep. And I think Jesus Jesus gave us the, the principle as he's going, remember, as he's going to the cross, he says to his disciples, you remember, he said, when I sent you out uh, without script and without purse and without food, and he said, <laughs> That's over now. You will need a sword. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
and so it's a new deal guys and you need a sword you better yep. have an ar-15 with about two thousand rounds of ammunition <laughs> <laughs> i just love him more and more <laughs> freedom seeds exactly freedom seeds um and, and you're right you know i i literally have a traditional sword um i had just i had a, a bunch of of dreams um probably like 12 years ago and i had like a lot of them and in these dreams um i'm like fighting a demon and jesus says drop your sword as a weapon now pick it back up as a tool of god you know an extension you know so what and and that is ultimately what ended up defeating the demon it wasn't the sword itself necessarily but the fact that you know it was an extension of god at that point and um you know so i figured if i'm fighting demons I'm going to make sure to have a blessed sword on me because <laughs> they may be more effective than bullets. Who knows? Here, I'll, I'll expound just a little bit more. I don't believe that our that the people in our country are prepared for total destruction. Yeah, I don't think they could take care of themselves for years on end, no matter what. No, sir. I think everyone should be prepared for the disruption in normal services. And I'd say you ought to have a, at least a month's supplies uh, because that's my answer to that. No, I, I agree too. You know, because you think about it, um, you know, you, you, we're, we're relying on the Lord. The Lord, you know, gets into our hearts and tells us what we do need. Um, this world has done a pretty good job. You know, when I was younger, we had, you know, pretty good organizations like the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts and things that would help you prepare for you know or at least you know be a little more prepared for a situation they're walking into but you're right um most people are going to be caught so off guard most people wouldn't be able to make it a month in this world because you know we the the devil has literally gotten us so reliant on government technology um that most people wouldn't know how to do and i always ask the same question i was like if you had to could you bake a biscuit from scratch and i mean absolutely scratch like from the ground um most people can't do that. And that was the beautiful thing is that God's always given us our survival instincts, everything that we need to know. But the devil has got every, you know, I'm working on actually a, a script right now for my next Pain's Angel video, which is talking about this directly is that we grew up in an age where we were outside playing, drinking from the garden hose. We were looking up in the sky. If our mom and dad came home and they needed to find me, they just rode down the neighborhood and go, okay, there are the bikes laying in someone's front yard. That's where they are. Today, everyone's looking down. Everyone is looking down at a phone, at a laptop, at something, um, and that's going to be the ultimate big downfalls because a computer with an EMP is going to be zero good to you, um, but an axe and knowing how to make fire out of nothing and those things are going to be very important. Those are things we should be focused on, but they've gone and ruined the organizations that we had like the Girl Scouts, like the Boy Scouts. They've tainted them. To where you're you're not even learning the values and and the skills that we learned when we were younger. Painted them with pedophilia. It's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, the the I used to the, the school that I went to the and I ended up go, was going to a summer camp. The Citadel had a um a, a summer camp that was based on you know helping you become a man from a boy you know at a young age, and they had to shut that down for the same problem. They ended up having a pedophilia problem. And they ended up, and this is a military institute. This is one of the oldest colleges in our country. Military institution, Citadel, Charleston, South Carolina. You know, so it's, it's, go ahead. I gotta, I gotta believe that's intentional. You know, um, another way, like 
like they how they ruin the church like the uh, catholic church with you know all the priests and the pedophilia and then you know boy scouts and i don't know if girl scouts but even sports um stuff like that any youth oriented thing seems to be tainted by pedophilia yeah. at some point everything that's why you know we're blessed to have you know sports and stuff still we got people like um john msm liars who's yeah. with us right here who is doing it the right way he's using it to help the kids understand a little bit of importance of discipline how loss can be one of the greatest teachers along with pain i mean he, he's being not just a good coach but a father to these children john's like i'm well, not responsible at least you are here brother i'm like yeah, you're gonna have, kind of responsible sometimes we're gonna send you a few million kids john to, to tool up all right yep you got a you got a big job coming your way buddy so i'm just <laughs> gonna read these two little funny memes and we'll get into our conversation tonight we always need a good laugh and i just laughed at this one right here it has the three glasses you've got the pessimist which is the glass is half empty you've got the optimist which is the glass half full and you've got the leftist that water's racist <laughs> um babylon b um headline today ronda mcdaniel hired as dnc chair due to her extensive experience defeating republicans <laughs> that was so well done and then uh, lastly before we get into our conversation um we got uh i'm not gonna play this video i'll just tell you about it real quick but there was another transgender girl um who was going to the process and god reached out to her and, and gave her visions um she was not a christian she was not a god but jesus came to her in a dream and now she's a follower of christ and never ended up going through the gender surgery that she was heading into that everyone was saying this is what you need this is how you feel let's go do it and god said uh-uh i'm gonna give you a dream and in this dream god showed her a man and a man a woman and a woman and a man and a woman and when she looked over at the man and the woman, there was light. And then these children appeared. And when she looked over to the man and the man and the woman and the woman, it was darkness. There were red lines beneath their feet that turned black and there were no children. And God said, I gave man, woman, and woman, man in order to procreate and create more Christians to spread that heavenly gospel. And, and the devil is utilizing homosexuality, this transgender movement, everything he can in order to destroy god's children and it's ultimately what's happening right now is they're going after god's kids and if you can't have kids the devil wins you can't have them with a man and man you can't have them with a woman and a woman you know the devil's been successful in that way and then he throws in abortion which is also in a dream another way to remove god's children from this earth so god revealed to this woman all of these things that she has been part of and supported in one dream she woke up found God and changed her life completely. God can work in anyone's life. There's not one person you'll ever look at on this earth and say, you're unhealable. Not when it comes to God. Amen. All right. So let us get into the conversation for this evening. So I titled this show, um, what is a family in Christ? Uh, I've talked to, like I said, I've talked to um, Jay Wu multiple times over this week. Or you know, um, but today we we talked multiple times, and this topic came up at a discussion that he had had with Eric and some other people, um, because we we do one thing. Having done this show and my other shows as long as I have, um, I noticed that we'll we'll have times where the numbers go up, and I don't, I don't care about numbers. Like I said, there's three people here listening, wanting to hear God's word. I'm right here with you. 
not a viewer tip guy. I'm not a numbers guy. I am just thankful that you guys love this and, and join us every night and have these conversations with that's the important part. But we do notice that the numbers um, will rise. And then like every six months they drop. Um, and it, it won't be, you know, my show or, or just Bard show or just, um, you know, Douglas's show or Jay Wu's show. It happens around the board. Um, and it's because people are getting war fatigue. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the weight comes down on you and you just need to walk away and take a little break. And I see that happening. Like I said, it's like every six months it'll happen for a couple of weeks and then the numbers jump back up, it's, you know, vineyard, you know, included like any form of social media, like I said, the numbers drop. And this is the time where, you know, I understand the importance of solitude, you know, our fortress of solitude, you know, just go, you know, Christ or Jesus said, you know, go into a room, close that door, sit and talk to me in my secret place. That's important. But what's also important is reaching out to others, having conversations, talking, allowing, you know, you know, being there for someone to allow them to vent a little bit. Um, I hear, you know, stories about this all the time and then how people are like, oh my goodness, I needed you to vent. And, and God puts these people into our lives. We also need to pray for one another. Um, we talked at the beginning of the show is that sometimes one of the hardest things that we can do, and it's not that we don't believe that the prayer works. We absolutely do. As we think the same thing, there's more important things to pray about. I don't want to waste your time praying for me. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, God doesn't have a daily limit of prayers. Um, I never read in Bible. It's like, okay, you get three prayers a day and then you got to wait until tomorrow to get more prayers. God's an infinite prayer answer. You know what I'm saying? God doesn't look at um, my sister is dying in the hospital as any more important than God, will you please heal my heart? You know what I'm saying? God understands that all prayers are equally as important and he addresses them with absolute love. You know, so, so we shouldn't ever feel like, you know, you know, there's more important things to pray about. There may be in our minds, but like I said, is what's going on in your life is just as important to us. It's just as important to you. And it's just as important to God. So he will answer that prayer. So never be afraid to, to reach out and ask. But one thing too, as followers of Jesus, is that we have the ability to, to intimately know our friends and our family. We know them so well. We talk to them every night that we notice when they may have changed a little bit, yeah. when they may be a little bit more aloof. Um, they may not come to our show for a couple of weeks. We can see this. So we should be preemptive. And instead of waiting for them to come and say, hey, listen, I need prayers, pray for them to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can't harm. Like, praying for someone that doesn't need prayer isn't a foul. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, you're, yeah, you're still doing something that, that's good for someone else. So I, I'm going to let you guys come in here and kind of discuss this too, because, you know, God doesn't need us, but he utilizes. Like I said, it's the greatest honor ever. Um, we are voices, we are hands, we are feet for the Lord Almighty right here on this earth. And, you know, we, we want to serve our father in more ways than he asks us to. That's the beauty. You want to make your father happy. You want to not, you don't want to just get an A, you want an A plus, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to, you want to put the big smile on Papa's face. Um, you know, but we also need to come together as family because our strength comes from Christ. Our strength comes from God, but God also blesses us with his heavenly power and strength in order to help others who need it right here on this earth conversations through prayers just saying hey i love you you look good today do you need a hug 
simple things like that go such a long way. That's the beauty of the power of God. And God has given us this ability. So I'm going to let you two and and, and Nathan kind of run with this for a moment, just carry on this conversation um, and the importance of family. Um, Well, Nathan, you want to jump in? Yeah. We haven't really given you a chance to talk, brother. (laughs) I'm trying not to talk very much because I have a stuffy nose, so. Oh. My sniffle. So how about you start for a bit and just let my head clear a second? Oh, sure, sure. Um, well, I don't know. For me, um, something I learned about uh, um, like offering instruction to people and, you know, I'm not speaking in the in the um, biblical sense, but uh, just in my life, jobs, things like that, is um, you always seem to learn more when you teach somebody something because other people that you teach are going to have other ways of coming at it or thinking about it. And you learn so much. So even when we reach out to someone else and so many times I've seen this in our prayer group where, um, you know, you pursue somebody or somebody asks for something and then it speaks to so many other people and what's going on in their lives and, and what they're feeling. And, and, and sometimes it's just a when you pursue someone or just ask them, say, hey, you know, I have this feeling that, you know, you need this or um, I, I saw, you know, you having this experience. And all of a sudden it's like confirmation for them, something they had been contemplating. And, you know, God used you to to give them the the confirmation that they needed to to make a make a move. And um I'm, I'm looking at jim because i'm waiting for him to to, to, to tell me I'm, to put me in my place um, okay. um it's funny I, I, I'll, I'll get you later i get these grandiose ideas about things and i bring him to jim he's like no no it's like this <laughs> we all need i've got my i've got my version of jim i call him jeff right. <laughs> yeah he scuttles my he scuttles my canoe quite he, he's my so. he's like a, my pocket bible Right. <laughs> you you um, put me. I like I said. Is I there's certain things that I'll discuss that I'll have my eureka moments, and I always run them by Jeff first because the last thing I want to do is coming all excited about the show and like, whoops, I didn't mean to. Leave, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I always make sure that when I do have that, like, whoa, how did I catch that moment that I run it by Jeff first to make sure that you know it's on it's on par with scripture. Yeah, they take an hour worth of material and scuttle it in about thirty seconds. But Jim, do you have a well? Feeling on well, first of all, we the one of the things that we were talking about praying for others, they always need prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, this has been some years ago in 1995. I think I went for a trip around the United States, and in that time, I visited 35 churches. And I found the and I found a lot of nice, loving people, some fine preachers that were preaching the word of God. But you know what? I never heard. I never heard a prayer for the government. Mm-hmm. That, by the way, is commanded by God. So as you guys are, are delving into this prayer thing, listen, you, maybe one of the reasons we got so many problems is that we haven't been praying for this government. We you know, didn't think about that. You know, you you bring up a really good point, you know, because I'm guilty of that too. I literally pray every single night, you know, like all day, but beginning of this show, sometimes in the middle, sometimes at the end. And uh, I'd pray for us. I'd pray that we get through this. I pray that God stop the evil. 
but I don't pray for my government. I pray for the individuals in the government, but not the government itself. You're right. I think you're selling yourself short on that one. I have heard you pray sometimes for the government day. For the hearts of those who are like the Nancy Pelosi's to change. You've said that a couple of times before. And I think there's a few people who who have that in their mind and they just forget to do it because that anger kind of takes hold or their their distractedness. But yes, we do have to pray for those who are in government, even if they are doing pretty heinous mm-hmm. things in our life. Um, They're probably the ones that need it the well, most. Well, the scripture, really. of course, the scripture says, pray for the uh, for kings and princes and people in authority that we may lead orderly lives mm-hmm. yeah so without it we'll the confusion comes when we stop doing this uh, listen i'm not i i don't pray for the government as much as i should uh, i'm not when i as when i talk to you guys about this i i don't want you to get the idea i'm any better than you are because i'm not and uh, you know Matter of fact, if anything growing old teaches you, you're not what you want to be. <laughs> but God is conforming me to the image of Christ, and I appreciate that. And uh, and He's conforming you to the image of Christ, and it kind of boils down to whether or not you want it the easy way or the hard way, because He says He's going to do it. And uh, but prayer, honestly, I'm sure it's the most neglected thing among Christians. And it's the most important thing. Yeah, we must be. I, the, I think this prayer group that meets at six o'clock in the morning. I I can't think of anything that would be more wonderful that would please God more than that prayer group. And uh, uh, so I, I I just want to encourage you. And I want you to feel good about yourselves. That mm. prayer and prayer is so important. Amen. You know, I went. I literally went for, I can't tell you how long. I mean, I prayed some as a kid, you know, it was more like, uh, I, as a kid, I prayed when I was in trouble, mm. like, God, please raise my D to a C, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of stuff. Um, let it not be. <laughs> yeah. Father, please correct my mistake. You know, that, that was my prayers as a kid. Um, I went years without prayer. I mean, I believed in Jesus. I believed that God existed. You know, and I just went through with my normal life, never prayed, just believed they existed. Um, it wasn't until, like I said, six years ago, you know, God started taking things away from me. The first thing he took away from me, my ego. Bye-bye. Get That's rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah, took away my ego, took away all my friends. Um, but they were all poison in my life. What, what do I mean by that? They weren't Christians. They wanted me to go party with them. They wanted me to do drugs. They wanted me to go do this and that. They certainly say didn't say, hey. You want to come to church with me? You know, so God's like, you know, I'm going to move you on to the life that I need you right now. You know what I'm saying? I have let you go through life so far. I loved you the whole time. Now I'm going to let you use your testimonies to help wake up other people, but you're going in full force. I'm not letting you come in half, but, you know, follower Christ, you're coming in full force. Um, You know, so then I started praying. I would pray in the morning. I would pray at night. And then all of a sudden I realized I'm praying every time I see somebody asking for a prayer. It may be a quick one, but I go through social media and I'm like, oh, you need a prayer? Thank you, Father. Amen. I started praying. Then I'm like praying more and more. And then I'm to the point now where I will literally wake up out of a sleep praying. It's like an involuntary, it's a muscle memory movement right now. I will, you know, when I used to, you know, we have those little thoughts in our head that just come through. It's like, oh man, I hate myself. You know, those kind of things. My go-to now is, Lord, please help me. 
that that is my good you know what i'm saying so i've literally god has allowed me to change every little thing in my life to where i'm involuntary or naturally going straight to him for everything even unconsciously doing it now that's nice what what i'm doing but not only for myself but a really important in my teaching i want people to live i want them to live who they are not who they were yes i want them to appropriate by faith all of the things that god has given them as christians and stop thinking about what they were sure be what they are they're you know they're, they're set apart holy and blameless they're they're adopted, they're redeemed, they're forgiven, they're sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. It goes on and on and on. They have all those things already. I just want them to get a hold of them and start to live them out in their life. You know, and just, that would include praying a lot. Amen. Speaking about that and the question that you asked earlier about the uh, what is the family in Christ, it's, it kind of goes along with um, my upbringing. For some reason, whenever I was growing up, I never felt like I was supposed to stay in any one place. I know some people sit and build a community around them. Um, I've always had that wandering um, heart, I guess, where I'm always being pulled to a new place. And so it's kind of hard to have strong family ties when you do that. As far as my own personal family, I know that it's very, um, we have a very strong bond, even though they know that I'm traveling a lot. I, I love them to death. They love me. They know that I can't always be there. And it's kind of like the Christian family that I've made over the years while traveling around. There are some good people that I have met just because I took the chance to travel where I felt God was pulling me towards. And we all have different gifts. Some people are meant to be that pillar in that community and to really spread the gospel that way so other people can lean on them when times get tough and they can really see God through them. And there are others, like Jim, you were saying, use your gifts. And I've, I felt that one of mine was to see things from a distance and help pull people together in different places they might not realize before. And um, I was really blessed when I met Duncan and this crew right here um, to be able to, to work in this group and through this group and um, trying to see how we can make things better to where when things do get bad or worse, I guess you'd say, that we have those connections to draw upon and we can help each other out building those resources and keeping it strong ties with God and prayers and seeing who needs the prayer to be strengthened in their spiritual life or in the physical life because we have people getting sick all the time and one of the biggest things is having people to be there for them to cry with them and to remind them that God loves them so it's it's hard to um, relate to a lot of people when they talk about their family stuff because mine has been a little bit different Yep. Mine's been spread. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm learning what family is. Cause I had a very, um, separate family. I did a lot of traveling. Um, I spent the majority of my life away from my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm like learning family now and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that I've got my mother here where I can take care of her now. Um, because it, it's allowed me to build that family. My mom and I went, um, I think nine years at one point without seeing each other. It was, it was a long time. It was when I was a little, you know, a little out of school and kind of doing my own thing. But, you know, God brings everything back into your life. You know, one thing, and I assume that like any wise thing that pops up in my head comes from God because I'm kind of an idiot myself. Um, so anything wise that comes into my head, I'm like, okay, God told me that. One thing that he told me a while back, um, and it's, it's so true, live the moment. 
live the moment. He goes, the past will get you in trouble because you, you got to let go of it. Be who you are today. You're saved. Don't worry about tomorrow. You know, Christ doesn't even know, you know, when that day he's coming home is. So how can we, why should we worry about what's out of our hands and hasn't even happened yet? Live the moment. There's no stress in the moment. Stress comes from the past, worrying about what was. Stress comes from the future, wondering what will. Stress doesn't exist right now. Only action does. And that's the beautiful thing about God is when you get into a certain, whether, no matter how stressful it is, whether you're saving someone's life or whatever, you've got no time to stress. You've got time to act, yeah. you know, and that's the beauty is that trusting in God, letting them work through you. But we do, we spend a lot of time stressing our own self. We're our own worst enemies. We stress ourselves out. We worry about yesterday. Just like Jim said, yesterday is yesterday. Use your testimony to help wake people up, but don't live in that. You're saved now. Live now. You know, and or the future where we, we spend so much time going, what am I going to be? When am I going to get done with college? I hope that I'm a millionaire by the time I'm this age. Like we, 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 we should have ideas, but our goals get us in trouble often too. So if the key is, it's just to focus on the Lord and trust the Lord's going to lead you where you go. It's good to have ideas of where you're going, but don't prioritize or stress about it. You know what I'm saying? Like the only place that we should really be worried about the future is where is our soul going to never rest? That's what we need to worry about. Yeah, what it boils down to me is be a good steward with the resources that he provides, but know that it all belongs to him so he can take it away at any moment. You have to be good with that. And yeah, what comes up for me is I I don't I don't deserve heaven. So um my priority is anyone else that I could potentially save. And you know, and if if I go, cool. I mean I I accept Christ and I know that's that's my destiny, but that's not the point. That's not what I live for. So I can get to heaven. I got to do what I got to do to get <laughs> to heaven. It's I want to honor God by by bringing him more people who see his love and his light and his beauty for what it is. Um, and if I can do that, I'm happy. And if I if I burn in hell and manage to save a life or show someone the light, then that's okay. Um, you know, I, I kind of have that same thought. You know, I've even asked people that it's like, if you could do something that was wrong yourself, but it guaranteed that other people would find God and Christ and their ultimately their salvation in the process, you know, would you be willing to make that move? And as most Christians I've talked to, every one of them have said, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which is a humble action. It shows absolute love. And that's kind of what, what, you know, God wants from us as well is, is to, to love, you know, you said right. something earlier about honoring God, you know, it's kind of the progression, you know, at least it was with me when I first became a Christian, what did I focus on? I focused on not disappointing God. Now I'm focusing on honoring God. It was the progression of where I was first. I just didn't want to make God mad. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be the bad kid, but now I'm like, no. I want to be, I want to do everything I can. I don't want to just do the bare minimum. I want to do everything I can. And I, we've discussed it is that, you know, I, I try to do so much, but in my gut, I still feel like there's just something that God wants me to do. And I just can't figure it out. And it simply may be because it's not the right time. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing is I don't ever want to lose that. I don't ever want to lose the, I feel like I should do something more for God. Right. Well, and what comes up for me too is that uh you know it's not in in the right mindset it's not about 
ourselves personally or or what we think about or doing for ourselves it's doing for everybody else and if everyone has that mindset no one has to want for anything mm-hmm. because everyone's doing for everybody else um and that's selflessness you just focus on everybody else's need and, and you do what you can to to take care of it and if you have the resources give it and especially if it's painful to you or if it's a sacrifice because that's a true gift um something that you cherish that you give to someone else because you love them and they need it um so that's and that's kind of my approach with my soul is that you know i i'm i'm not worthy it's only by christ's blood that i'm worthy so i will honor that in in every single way that i can in my in my broken stupid ass human nature (laughs) yeah exactly you know and and i'm I'm sure jim will know with the scripture he'll he'll, he'll correct me on this one basically you know there was the, the group of people went in the heaven um, they were like, Hey, you know, I did this for you and I did this and I served you and I worshiped you and I spread your name. And they were, Jesus was like, uh, I don't, I never knew you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never knew you. And, and why was that? You, you did all these good deeds. Why was that? I never knew you It's because you didn't give like you should have, you know what I'm saying? We, we have this thing. We, we feel like we need to be comfortable. You know, the, the world's convinced us that we need to have a certain amount of money in our life and our bank account in order to take care of something that's going to pop up. And God is kind of like, you know, having faith in me means that you have true faith in me. So if you were to hand that money to somebody that needed it more, you know, what is it doing in your bank account right now? It's sitting. It's not doing anything. It's not helping anybody. If you were to take that out and hand it to someone to feed them, to house them or something like that, it's doing something. And we just, we need to get into that frame to let go of the carnal of, of this world. You know, one of those being our, our need for comfort. Our comfort's God. You know what I'm saying? If I have a ten thousand dollars in my bank account, or I got fifty bucks in my bank account, I know that God's going to give me what I need, as, as well as you, as long as we're doing, you know, what we should be doing, helping others, and so forth. And especially if you have that faith in God, and you're like, look, I don't have, I don't comfortably have a thousand dollars to lend you, but I know that God would want me to do it because you need it more than me. Do you think God's going to leave you hanging? That's the thing, you know, you don't do these things for favor of God, but trust me, you do a good deed. God's not going to just let it go. You know what I'm saying? He's like, okay, I'm going to make sure you're fed. You know what I'm saying? Like he will make, and there's a difference too, is that, you know, people are like, but I want it. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh, God doesn't give you what you want. He gives you what you need. And there's a huge difference in those two words. Eric made a good point. And, and that's, you know, and that's just something I, I struggle with is allowing people to, to help you out. Yeah. Um, it's you know especially there's, there's a certain type of people and i think a lot of them are within this family that are so comfortable with doing and handling the business that that when it comes to receiving we're not very good at it you know mm-hmm. and that's and that's something that that i struggle with you know i i have people that want to bless me and i'm like oh no 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 i'm okay <laughs> I, you know i'm good and that that denies them the pleasure of doing something for for someone else too and and getting comfortable with just accepting blessings and and showing some appreciation is is just as important as the heart of, of giving and and that's that's how god provides i mean he's not going to just snap his fingers though he could he's not going to snap his fingers and here's a new car you know it's going to come from somebody who who needs that gift in them of being able to mm-hmm. offer something 
of themselves to you. And, and it's a mutual gratification. Yeah. Eric says, so swallow that foolish pride. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I would say is if you can't accept the gift, you can't go to heaven. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good point. True. The, the, the <laughs> gift of gifts. <laughs> it's a pretty major gift there. But we don't want to become moochies. Yeah. And, and and the and the word that hasn't popped up yet is the word balance. Mm-hmm. Living the Christian life is, is righteousness means having all good qualities in perfect balance. Mm. And so this is what you want. You want to be in balance with what with the heavenly Father. Yes. And, and he expects you to use. He expects you to use your own brain. By the same token, he. <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't want you to ever forget that you owe it all to him. Amen. You know, mm-hmm. And you know, the, the balance that you talk about too is, is very important. I saw a, a really good video. It was, it was nothing but juxtapositions of a lot of our evangelists, our preachers today. I'm talking like Kenneth Copeland, Joel Osteen, and some of those guys. And it was very powerful video. Because it talked about the difference between, you know, those that teach Christ and those that teach prosperity. And Mm. I just didn't catch on to this as well as as this video really put it together. And they're, you know, and and all of them, if they ever said, if they ever healed you, it wasn't, um, you know, Jesus healed them. It was uh, by the power invested in me by Jesus, I heal you. You know, so, so it literally becomes an ego and a me thing, not a Christ thing, but a me thing leave you out of it um right and then um even further it's like if you want that fancy car and and how could i not buy that jet that god put me he gave me a brilliant price like look that's prosperity there's nothing more um there's no bigger red flag than me than a preacher that's living in a five hundred thousand or multi-million dollar house you know what i'm saying like because you were supposed to be humble you were supposed to be sharing and there's people in your congregation that are starving, trying to figure out where they're going to get their next meal while you're driving around in your Rolls Royce. That is prosperity. And that's the, the this crazy thing right now is, that, you know, scripture told us that our, our, our churches would be infiltrated and they really have. And it's way more devious because those churches are filled with people. That's scary. Especially well, Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> You know, and, and it's my personal opinion that pretty much every preacher should be pretty much broke. Well, <laughs> I think I think the proverb said it best. The proverb says, "Don't God, don't make me so rich I get proud, and don't make me so poor I have to steal." Mm-hmm. And that's the balance. Yeah, yeah. It, I agree with it, that. It's not wrong to have some good things. God gives you these things for your pleasure. It's wrong to to put them ahead of Him. Amen. And to hoard, you know what I'm saying? Like keep it all for yourself. You know, it's like, look, you know, um, you know, because it's the same thing too. It's it's we, we said it last night. You know, the difference between um, misleading yourself or misleading others. You know what I'm saying? Like misleading yourself, you're, you're you may be damning yourself to hell, but misleading others, you could be causing a lot of people harm. You know, just like a, a child that grows up without knowing God, is that kid going to be held accountable, or is a parent going to be held accountable for that? We we have responsibilities as Christians. Um, we've got things that we need to do and yeah, we're going to be held accountable for some of those things that we do that harms other people. God asks us not to be stumbling blocks for our brother. And we often do that. And and like I said, the stumbling block in some essence would be preparing, 
And then when poo hits the fan, you don't let anybody in your neighborhood know what you have because you're worried about taking care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I'd right. rather, um, I would rather only eat a couple of spoonfuls of rice and then share another couple with my neighbor rather than eating a full bowl myself every single day. I only need so much nourishment. You know, God wants us to share. God shall provide for us, you know, in those times. But like you said, you know, um, God doesn't want us to not have things, but like you said it perfectly is that people have a tendency of putting it before God and that's where it gets dangerous. And, and we often do that sometimes in our own lives is we focus on this, that, and that. And it's like, you know, we should be focusing on God and that stuff should be secondary. So it's reprioritizing things in our lives. And that's part of the work that we have to do as, as followers of Christ. And it's not easy, but it's fulfilling. And and that brings up a good point for me and, and you know, coming back full circle to the Saturday um, is the importance of, <clears throat> man, losing my, my train of thought, um, being strong and stepping up um, even when you don't want to and 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 family <clears throat> especially this family and in this time <clears throat> and i speak from a, a place of total guilt in that i'm not i'm not stepping up and and i think this has affected my little family um we should always you know i've been taking a lot of time for myself and it's selfish and and when it comes to food and the food stores that you have in a, in a crisis situation, give it all away. Mm -hmm. Give it all away because God will provide. That's that's my opinion. That's that's my view. I and, think that would be right. Um, you know, because I have faith, I have trust in God, and He's going to take care of me. <clears throat> and if I die, oh, rats! I went to heaven. But but <laughs> back to the you know back to the point is <clears throat> it's time. You know, I know Scott speaks to this a lot but um for me it's all about the family and and this family and really looking out and taking care of one another and i'm i am not one to let one fall to the wayside i i will die to save them yeah if it costs me my life amen i i, I will die to bring that person back into the fold because yep. th this this family takes care of each other this family is the love of Christ. We're the we're the example. We're the representation, and and I'm not good at this. Don't get me wrong. I, I screw up all the time, and I'm not pursuing people like I should. And I'm not doing. I'm like you said. I I always feel like there's something more I should be doing, and sometimes it becomes so overwhelming. I don't do anything, and and that's that's the place that I'm speaking to is that that thing that debilitates us so much or we feel so overwhelmed we don't want to do a damn thing and we can't do that anymore no um when when that time comes um even if you don't want to participate in a prayer or uh, you know i use our, our our group as an example but just be there be there and quiet because yeah. the people praying around you is going to lift your spirit and you're gonna hear something that that matters and means something to you and you're gonna feel loved Yep. And, and that, that show may be just for you. That's the brilliance of God. You know what I'm saying? Like you cover a topic or a prayer or something on a show. The person that popped up there may not even realize it was for them. It may only be for them. It's mm -hmm. how God works. And that is, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Every day. And, and, 
and and how he works is amazing. Like I always say, he comes at you like a ninja because <laughs> you know you think, oh, well, I did this, so this should be the result. No, it comes, it slaps you upside the back of the head and says, no, this is here, you know. And it's usually a blessing. You know, I'm expecting a punishment, and he blesses me in some really strange way that's unbelievable and and miraculous. And you have no choice but to go, wow, God, you you are something else. You know, you're just amazing in how you work. And it never ceases to surprise and amaze me. Yeah. And but anyway, um, Saturday I didn't mention the time three three p.m. Pacific, six p.m. Eastern, and we're just going to get together and and we're gonna it's gonna be church without a particular and it's not a sermon, but we're all going to participate in the message and we're going to edify each other in God and and focus on Him and put Him at the center and see where Amen. it takes us and will be a, a joyous experience amen and i'm gonna like i said this weekend we're gonna be putting up a storm door <laughs> it's needed to be put up for a while um but after um if i can't make it this weekend i'm gonna be part of this every weekend going forward you know so this may be something that's either on their channel on our channel we may jump back and forth um, we may simulcast you know um, both at one time that we can figure that one out but this is important because like i said is um we have a lot of work to do. And one of those things, it's as simple as can be. It's just coming together, praying for one another, asking questions, talking about God, because just saying the word, Jesus, so much joy in that. You know, so imagine coming together in a conversation. You may be having a bad day. This may be what brings you out of that bad day. God works in some pretty amazing ways. I see miracles every day that just, I said it, I'll say it again. I'll say it again tomorrow night. I, today I'll tell you, I can't love Jesus anymore. Ask me that same question again tomorrow, and I'll have eight new reasons to tell you how much more I love Jesus than I do today, because he gives me signs and miracles for us to see all the time. But um, I want to thank you both for coming on this evening. Uh, time went by really, really quick, and I, I'm Thanks blessed. Oh, my pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed to know you both. Jim, you man, you came into this family and became like a patriarch of our family, and I, I'm just, I'm blessed because, you know, we need people like you. You're so inspirational. You've got a wonderful soul and what you bring to us in God's name examples, the fruits that God would want you to bear. Your service to him is quite apparent and we are blessed to, to have you um, as part of our family. Well, I'm, I'm honored. Absolutely. Uh, and, okay, go ahead. I'm honored. All right. Wonderful. And like I said, you know, I, I want to have you back on, I'm going to get you and Jeff on one day and then Jay Wu and I, we're just going to sit back and, and let it go. Um, yeah. be, I don't want to even talk about it. I just want to hear, want to listen and learn. Um, but you know, I'm blessed that you're here. Jay Wu, man. I love you, man. I am so grateful. We've become really close, um, more and more as the days go on. And I'm blessed to have you as a brother. Um, like I said, is we motivate you and I, we come together and we form these game plans. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is Jesus's plan for us today? How can we serve him more? And we're figuring it out bit by bit. Everyone is stepping up to the table. I've got a hundred examples right here in this chat right now. Everyone's stepping up and doing what they're doing. They're listening, they're following, and they're setting out on the mission that God has set you forth. And, and it's, it's a pleasure and honors to be here with all of you. Nathan as well. Um, we've been, you know, he, he lives in our property. You know what I'm saying? We've become really, really close. We've become brothers. And like I said, that's the great part is it's not just a friendship. It's um we inspire one another through Christ. Like I said, as we come together, we have these conversations, and that's the beauty is that God knows what he's doing. Don't ever question him. 
So guys, um, once again, I want to thank you. And we're going to go into a little bit of prayer to pray out. So if everybody would please bow their heads, we'll get into a little spiritual warfare. Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you have done. We are so blessed to know you. We're so blessed that you love us today and you loved us when we didn't deserve. We don't deserve your love today, but we certainly deserve it back before we knew you. But you loved us then. You never left us. You worked in our lives. We were working in, working for you sometimes before we even realized it. Father, the things that we dislike about ourselves the most from our sinful past end up being some of the greatest lessons for those that are walking into your path, that narrow path, dear Lord. Let us always utilize our testimonies to inspire others, to let them know no matter who you are. God can work in your life and bring you straight down that narrow path and give you that, that chance at salvation that we, we seek, that we can only find through you. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for setting us, even the sinners of old, you brought to us together. We have you in our heart now, and you're utilizing us in amazing ways, dear Lord. And there's no greater honor than to serve you on this earth. I just wish I can serve you more. And, Father, if, you, if I wake up tomorrow and you have bigger things in front of you ask me to walk into that battlefield and give up my life for someone else i will do it i'll do it for friends i'll do it for family father i would give my life up to defend an enemy that's what you ask of us dear lord because one day that enemy that we saved may end up being one of the greatest warriors that enters that battlefield scripture is full of examples of just that dear lord so never give up on anybody in this world we're about unifying right now father so bless us all allow us to come together to become closer, to build this family more and more, to lean on each other as we need someone to vent here right on this earth, but knowing that you are the one that we're really leaning on. As Christians, dear Lord, we have the only thing in common that we need in common, and that's you. That is the only thing. We have nothing else in common, dear Lord. We have the most important thing in common. The greatest decision, the most important decision we ever made in our life was the day that we found you and accepted you in our heart, dear Lord. I thank you. Father, I'm not a perfect person. None of us are. <clears throat> We're all sinners. We have a long ways to come. But Father, I can promise you that I will be better tomorrow than I am today. And one day, I'm just going to get closer and closer and closer to being as Christ-like as we can all be. We're never going to be Christ. Christ was the only perfect thing on this earth, dear Lord, but we strive to be like Christ. So dear Lord, continue to work in our lives. Give us the strength, the love, and the discernment that we need during these times. Let us step up, dear Lord, and fight these evil and these demons, dear Lord. Preserve the innocent. Protect our scripture, the heavenly gospel, dear Lord, and be willing to lay our lives down doing so. Dear Lord, the moment we found you in our lives was the moment that life had meaning. Before, before we knew you, life was work, eat, sleep, and repeat. But there's so much more to life right now, dear Lord. We have a great purpose, and that's working for the greatest boss of all times, fulfilling everything that you need us to do. Um, you gave us free will, dear Lord, but my free will personally is to follow you as well as all of our free will, Lord. We made that choice, and I'm thankful that you gave us that choice because it, there's something more beautiful in not being forced into something, but you giving us the choice, the option to follow you and to seek your love, dear Lord. And we did that with arms wide open. So thank you, dear Lord. But let us work in other people's lives so they may have that same thing. Let us talk to a stranger and talk about Jesus. Let us continue to plant those seeds. Dear Lord. One day those seeds are going to grow. One thing, Father, that we don't have is fear. We know that no matter what happens, this is all your destiny. We know how this is going to play out. We know things are going to get rougher. We know as Christians that we're going to be persecuted. But that's okay, Father, because the worst that can happen is the best thing that can happen. We lose our lives. We end up at home. 
So thank you for that. Thank you for the family you built, dear Lord, the friends that continue to become closer and closer, dear Lord. And thank you for the wisdom that you've already given us and the wisdom that you're going to give us. The discernment to help us cipher through the deception of this earth and a greater understanding of who you are and what you need from us. Dear Lord, nothing on this earth we can do without you. We're troublemakers in ourselves. Our brains will get us into trouble, dear Lord, but having you in our heart allows us to do what we need to do. So thank you. Father, we love you with all of our hearts. And we ask, dear Lord, once again that you pray for Ezra Snow. Help him get back on his feet, dear Lord. Let him get off these meds as quickly as possible. Let those meds be functional. Let them work. And just let him get back into this war. Father, I ask that you do the same. And you just lay your heavenly hand on top of Jeff and just help him get back up so he can get back in this war. It's one of your great soldiers. And Father, I also ask that you continue to bless all those people that are right down there in Texas right now that are in the way of that fire. Help them, dear Lord, just let the let the rain pour down from the sky and put that fire out, dear Lord, if it's in your will. And also, Father, I ask that you protect all those that are going to be in the middle of the tornadoes, the hail and the storms that are going to be coming through our country this evening. Father, I know you're going to answer all these prayers because you show me miracles every single day. So let's go ahead and thank you for answering those prayers because you always do. We love you with all of our heart, dear Lord, and we're so grateful that you love us even though we don't deserve it. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, once again, um, blessed to have you on. Thank you so much. We'll have to do this, certainly do this again. Um, Jay will be back with us again on Friday. We're going to be discussing yep. uh, more alternative medicines, all the beautiful things that God put right here on this earth that weren't fabricated, manipulated, and nothing but witchcraft and poison. God gave us the stuff that we need to cure ourselves right here on this earth. So we're going to have a good discussion about that as well. Well, actually, we're going to introduce this community to Jonathan Maxim. Who yes. Is, uh, uh, a rebel healthcare worker. And he happens to be in our little family. Yep. So uh, yep. I'm honored to, to bring him to the family and, uh, you know, hopefully get him some, some business and heal people right. Amen. Spiritually Amen. and physically. Amen to that. It's going to be a, It's going to be a good conversation. That's for sure. Um, but once again, guys, I love you all, Jim. I love you, Jay Wu. I love you, Nathan. I love you. I love you, brother. I love all of you out here. So thankful for every single one of you. Like I said, you opened up your arms. You allowed us to be part of your family. And like I said, this is a family. We're all children of Christ and we're here for one another. So never be afraid to ask somebody to pray for you. Never be afraid to pray for somebody. You can't pray too much. You can't pray enough. It's not like wasted money on a lottery ticket. No prayers in vain. Every prayer is a winner. Ding, ding, ding. So uh, just keep on praying, guys. Keep on being for one another. Never be afraid to reach out. Trust me, there are hundreds of us here that are just waiting to let you vent, to talk to you, to help you through these times. And I know one day you're going to be there doing the same for me. And I am eternally grateful for that. Because I love you all very much. What's that, Jay Wu? Let us share your burden. Yeah, let us share your burden. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Eventually, it's going to end up in God's hand anyways. But um, I love all of you. I am so thankful for everything that all of you do. Like I said, you remove one cog from God's heavenly machine, the machine falls apart. Everything that every one of you do is as important as anything that anybody else does. None of us are more important than the other. God has us all working on our own missions and our own spot to make sure that everything runs smoothly. and We win this battle. So just remember that. God loves you. He favors nobody over the other, and he is grateful for every effort that you're making in this war. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. I will see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 555. And in the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see 
by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rockets regular, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still. Jumping all the way to the end of the book. Spoiler alert, God wins. So fear not, stress not. Let little of all of your anxiety, pray, pray, pray. Never stop. Pray more than you ever have before. Spread that gospel from nation to nation. We got each other. God's got all of our backs. We just need to unify with one another, lean on one another during these times and continue to fight in this war. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. We'll see you tomorrow night for Kilt the Christian episode 555. In the meantime, I love you all and God bless.